0: My name is Ziggy Shipper, and you are listening to the the Bromley Buzz. Is it recording?
1: Of course, it's recording. Yeah, that was Ziggy Sipper, Shipper, indeed, as he just introduced himself and the Bromley Buzz for this week. Uh, he is a Holocaust survivor who we spoke with previously, and have a few words with his message, which is, don't hate. And for somebody who's been through what he went through, uh, to say that is something which humanity should be proud of. Anyway, anyway we, are here we are the uh, Bromley Buzz at the Newman Flexible Workspace, having been greeted by Sophie. And uh, you are...
0: Zinat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. And it's a morning with no Prosecco. And you are...
1: Darren Wheel, Prosecculus <laughs> of proseculus there's a new word, uh, of Intune PR. Yeah,
0: I was going to try and do a coffee secca, coffee... Se- coffee second maybe we're having a coffee second
1: well it kind of goes with the espresso martini motif doesn't it
0: it does indeed it's you know what it's never too early to have an espresso martini there used to be that
1: naval expression when the sun's over the yard arm which i suspect might be sort of noon or something
0: ah, mm. okay. never heard of it there you go anyway right yeah. what have we got going on apart from obviously we're always on a monday at 10 a.m on channel radio um mm. internet radio.
1: Yes, as well as this. As
0: well as um, this, of course. Oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you. We are now on Alexa, aren't we? Yeah, I, I can't, still I can't, can't get, the get Alexa respond. on.
1: Maybe it's, you need my husky, man, manly tone of voice Possibly. to do it, but you have been husky, maybe. so I, I have been husky,
0: but you mm. know what? it. Just it's really funny because you're on it, I can't get it on, and I was I can't get it on. That sounds really wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> too early in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I was thinking of Paul Andrews from Channel Radio, the uh, Business Bunker, and Jules Sirkins because apparently Paul's got their radio show on uh, Alexa, mm. and Jules can't get it on Alexa. Neither can I get my
1: show on Alexa, my set matters. Alexa is a little inconsistent in that sense. And also, I, I introduced an unexpected numbering problem because on the uh, podcast hosts, I refer to the episode numbers as like episode 39 or whatever mm. it is. But the special episodes have their own numbering separately. Uh, and so when I got it on um, Alexa and it's playing back, it, say, it says the episode number itself from the pilot one as number one. Oh, really? So... Uh, you get uh, Alexa going sort of, oh, this is episode 52, which I think is what... What, with that deep, such, husky voice? Uh, not in her case, no. <laughs> I was uh, going to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, then you get me or the the show sort of saying, oh, this is episode 39. It, and it's very confusing for people. Yeah, anyway, see, no I think
0: mind. we should change Alexa to Alexi, you know, a male voice. Maybe Alexi. Maybe a like Alexi. Alexi or Alexi. Mm. Hmm. Depends where you're from. Anyway, what what's going on? So...
1: So we have a joint buzz We do off,
0: indeed, yes.
1: Because we spent uh, a very productive bit of time on Saturday at a very good local place, which is right up your street as a mental health and well-being coach.
0: Mm, yes, um,
1: it Mainly, was
0: definitely amazing, inspirational, mm-hmm. but it was also really full-on. There was a lot there. It got me thinking about so much. Um, obviously, we're waffling on here, but we haven't told them where it was. <laughs> so, uh,
1: was, yes, it was uh, New York. No, it New, was, <laughs> New York. New York. New
0: York. Bethlehem Museum of the Mind and Art Gallery, wasn't it?
1: Yes, in uh, well, uh, effectively in West Wickham, really, or um, mm. uh, well, just past West Wickham on the way through to Shirley, I think it is. Um, would you say that's geographically incorrect? Uh, i no idea. I'm
0: looking very puzzled. Yes, no. For me, it's mm. coming Bromley, kind of Beckenham them into West Wickham. Mm,
1: okay. That's my angle. Yeah, you're going for mine, it's um, through uh, Locksbottom down to West Wickham, and then out the end of West Wickham and turn right, uh, basically. But either way, this this place is mm. a more or less thousand-year-old institution. Of mental health. Yeah, it's best known as Bedlam, um, which is not a positive term for what went on in the treatment of mental illness. and, yeah, and the whole psychiatric the and suicide.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: it wasn't originally at this particular site, but it yeah. is there on a, the site of a hospital, and it celebrates and um, tries to. Bring about exactly awareness. like your your uh, radio show on Channel Radio every Bringing Friday, mindset matters. What yes, it, and break down stigmas and share things. And how so, it's
0: evolved and changed and a lot of that, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, what were your impressions, and uh, would you like to take us through what we saw a little?
0: Wow. What my impressions? As I said, it was very very full on. I think I'm still absorbing a lot of what I saw and read. I think. Reading some of the um, patients' journals that were there.
1: In uh, copperplate writing as well. Some of them are very old. Very, very old.
0: And uh, listening to some of the music that they constructed while they are in there playing the guitar or whatever instruments they were able to have. Um, As my brother and my cousin would say, it was mind-blowing.
1: Yeah, I've never seen you stop... Uh, in complete silence and contemplation so much as I did that day. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: and I'll I tell you what, it was interesting to see one part of it had the same impact on you that it did me. Now, this is uh, at the end of the gallery uh, in the museum section because they've got display areas, art gallery and museum specifically with a load of stuff from down the centuries. Uh, and on the outside, where there's a couple of seats and the, the windows looking over the rather nice grounds, uh, there is a padded cell or parts of one so you've got the door with a little hatch in it and you've got a wall or part yeah. of a wall yeah. and it's thick padding about what three four inches thick something like that I would say that yeah uh, that was it's just your
0: second time to the museum isn't
1: it about a fourth actually oh is it yeah okay uh, and every single time I've gone there it kind of freaks me out by being buy that thing which shows how people are kept in.
0: In those padded cells, I mean I had goosebumps. And
1: I can see why they've actually got it in the big glass bit looking out, because if it was a complete self-contained, no windows thing, Mm. that would be far worse.
0: It was quite interesting what you said to me, um, because I was on the outside looking at the ink blots, wasn't I, and it kind of goes into that room, which is really fascinating, the whole ink blot thing, you know, trying to understand people's personalities. Um, and then I walked in and I went, oh, didn't yes, I? You did. um And then you said to me, yeah, the first time I came in, I was there like, poking and prodding at it, yes, <laughs> knowing what the, it is. Well, <laughs> and I instantly knew what it was, and it, it just, was just, hairs just went up.
1: Just one poke, and then I noticed the Are you do sure not it touch. It was one poke. It was, yeah.
0: Are you one of those that go around the art galleries where it says do not touch, and you kind of touch?
1: Only by accident, as on that first Oh, occasion. that's what they all say.
0: I'm <laughs> one of those. I'm one of those. Who says, do not touch. And I kind of go... Mm-hmm. It's invitation. <laughs> oh,
1: they, they can't possibly mean
0: that. It's me. Obviously, when you put the negative, do not, mm. then what do you do? You, you do the opposite. Anyway, no, that was actually very, very interesting. And I think I, you know, if you're in the right fr- frame of mind, I would definitely uh, urge you to go and have a look Mm. Um, what was there I mean some of the um, instruments that they use um, like electro shockwave
1: yeah you didn't you like those um, steel head things? no yeah.
0: that just you know kind of yeah freaked me out but one of the things that we saw there was the uh, David Parkins Del- delusion of grandeur
1: exhibition Um
0: yeah. his exhibition was great um, and it was a fully Im- immersive installation that tells you everything you didn't want to know about being sectioned. In two, uh, 2015, David suffered his first bipolar um, panic episode. Listen to the songs he wrote and record while he, so while in the Bradgate unit, read about uh, moments in the ward, such as escaping to the champagne bar, falling madly and obsessively in love, and being punched by a fellow inmate. Also check out, you know, there you can check out David's alternative version of Seclusion. I mean, that runs on till July. Mm. So definitely worth seeing. Um, And I think the other thing we went in to see was the video together that was really, really interesting. Was the Black Men's Mind. Um, Yes, this was the last day of it, I think. It was, yeah. So yesterday was, not yesterday, Saturday would have Mm. been. Uh, the 7th of May was the last day. Um, Black Men's Minds by artist and psychotherapist Stephen Rudder is a stream of conscious exploration of masculinity, power, and culture through lived experiences. This um, immersive video installation interweaves spoken words, original footage, and found and archival archival, Archival.
1: Archival, archival thank yeah. you.
0: Archival imagery with a sound score developed from the frequencies of psychotropic medication. Black men's mind bears testimony to the psychological tension present in black men's minds' voices that are often missing in conversation around mental health. What did you think of that?
1: Uh, I was a little underwhelmed, uh, Mm -hmm. in all honesty. I I think, as a spectator on this, being a, a white guy, that the experiences that black people have are probably even more uh, graphic and challenging than that came across as doing. And it didn't help that some of the vocals were fuzzy. Yes, was yeah, that was hard but I think the
0: imagery was incredible.
1: Mm.
0: Um, I'd like to mention one more thing that's coming up. Um, from opens Monday Saturday and I'm just trying to find the dates because there's so many dates and things here I think it starts on Monday the 16th and runs through the 22nd of May um, it's called Colours of My Mind solar art exhibition by Michelle Bahiri this looks absolutely amazing so her work takes you on a journey through her emotionally charged portraits which encapsulates the essence of people she paints Many are human rights and disability campaigners and those with an interest in making the world a better place. She does this by capturing their spirit and their life force, whereas her imagined people are expressing her heart and soul. I'll
1: tell you one further thing, by the way, about that um, black mental male experience display. Uh, It's not my field, by definition. So what I will say is I'm glad it was there, and I was doubly glad, because there were some disturbing things in there, mm. that they also had uh, a qualified psychologist there and uh, invitation for people to go for a cup of tea or coffee and talk through the issues afterwards. Yeah. Which was a lovely touch. I think.
0: I think so, That's and it's really important. Things like this need to be known, because this is one way to break down stigmas for people who are not sure about how to address people who are going through mental health mm. issues, illnesses. And it just, it's an eye-opener. It definitely is. I mean, I'm in that field and it was an eye-opener to me.
1: Yeah, well, it was beautiful from yeah. my point of view to help take you to something local that was so iconic in the history mm. of mental health. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you also had the amusing thing afterwards of me pursuing a cat in the car park.
0: Yes. I, I said, oh, that's a gorgeous little cat, just from what we've just seen. And then, yeah. I was driving off and i suddenly see you running after a cat. Yeah, I mean, it was
1: a bit like the old sort of chase scene at the end of Benny Hill. That was quite funny. Uh, yeah, but that was actually because um, the uh, museum, the art gallery, also associated with uh, a, a former patient uh, as well, Louis Wayne, who's mm. a cat artist. Yeah. Beautiful pictures, actually. Yes, uh, And I thought it would be very good for our Instagram and so on to get a bit of uh, video of the cat. Who obviously, being a cat, didn't entirely cooperate. So no, but apparently
0: it rolled on its back and was kind of going. Rrrr. But you know what? Me being mm. the cat lover, I thought mm. it would have normally would be me running after the cat, but it was quite interested to see you running after the cat.
1: Well, this, this is Bromley um, Buzz PR, I'm afraid, and Bethan it Museum is. of the Mind uh, on their behalf. Absolutely. Now, though, that anyway, that brings us on to the Bard. On to I think the Bard. The Bard. Oh, the Bard. You know. Yes. Uh, Mr. William Shakespeare himself. Would you like to talk about that one? Sorry? Would you like to talk oh, about that Oh, into one? my
0: own little world! You must
1: have been thinking about the Bethlehem Gallery again. I
0: was indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's been a while since I've seen something Shakespeare-y. Mm. And um, it was definitely a lovely night out to take on a little bit of Shakespeare. Really well done. Uh, some great sort of um, skits of lines we we'll put in there. I think we found ourselves actually laughing at quite a few things where nobody else was laughing. Mm. Um, whether it was the age gaps, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yes, yes the, the audience was... Um uh, of the slightly elderly disposition uh, okay. on this particular occasion but there were some young people as well including from the um you, charity Lord. casper whose charity night it was and this was at shakespeare and love at the bromley little theater uh, before we carry on forever uh, talking about the thing oh, about naming it again uh, as we did earlier it's on there until the 14th of may mm-hmm. i personally would thoroughly recommend it It's yes. really entertaining throughout really quite gripping uh, and uh, i I normally do not go shy of making slightly rude jokes on the Bromley buzz but I'm going to not do one of the ones which appeared in the show which I'm very tempted to do Um,
0: come on you're a man of words try and change it about so it's not so crude.
1: dear me um uh, all right then in which case there was a bit where uh, Shakespeare was with his love um, which isn't surprising given the name and it wasn't actually the case that um, he kind of knew that he was there so he was talking about her in the third person even though he was talking to her mm. uh, and uh, he, he went through various compliments of her face and all the rest of it uh, and then went into ladsmag territory of um, what he was describing which was <laughs> hilarious and that's, that. I'm pleased to say I found that term because it stopped me using the one used in the play Uh, Anyway, (laughs) yes, so that was was really good. Um, As I say, Mm. until the fourteenth of May, Um, and then local Mm.
0: elections—that's your buzz. Yeah, well, here's me with
1: my politics degree, so this stuff used to interest me. Yeah, never been a politician, never will be, but it was really quite interesting. The local council is a bit less conservative-dominated than it was. We're not uh, political on the show, so how that is—it's just a reflection of how the public voted, Um, but. Um, In Chislehurst, uh, there was a little um, explosion. We interviewed um, a couple of people, um, Alison Stammers and Mike Jack, uh, the two-thirds of the Chislehurst Matters, Party, mm. uh, and all three of them got elected over the Conservative incumbents. Yeah, that
0: was uh, So
1: by a heavy margin as well. Mm. Uh, so that that was really interesting. Uh, and also previous people we've interviewed: uh, councillors Tony Owen, currently deputy mayor for a few more days; Asia Cuthbert, tackling loneliness champion, who you interviewed on your show; uh, Hannah Gray, and Cathy Bounce, who we haven't had on, but we met at the Mayor of Bromley's ball. Lovely um, lady. Uh, all got re-elected as well. Um, And the Chiselhurst matters, by the way. Um, Before the election, I didn't encourage them to talk about what they didn't like about the opposition. They're not here for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did say privately that um, the people, the existing councillors, hadn't had enough surgeries to make them happy. And lo and behold, on the 14th of May, they have their first surgery. So, well done then. Uh, And also interesting to see five Liberals being elected uh, okay. Anyway, it's anyway funny that's funny the political surgery. segment. I think done. medical
0: every time I hear that word surgery.
1: Well, you can go and make cutting remarks.
0: Right. <laughs> 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 uh, um, what
1: else has floated your boat, Z, of late?
0: I'm not really sure what's floated my boat of late, but upcoming, um, I am doing um, what, which is the Rotary, uh, Bromley Rotary Club, and uh, various other ro- Rotarians putting together a walk, uh, Green Street in Orpington, Then we're doing a that sort of 7.5 mile walk. It's in aid of WaterAid. So I'm going to be there on the 14th, Saturday the 14th, walking for WaterAid and also helping out. And then the next day, I'm helping out as a, um, what do we call them? A
1: marshal.
0: Marshal, thank in you. Or one of
1: the two.
0: I'm glad you can read my mind. I'm going to be <laughs> a marshal for a few hours on the Chisellist Marathon. Mm. As well, so looking forward to that uh, weekend, which is actually next weekend what or this they, weekend.
1: The water aid thing—is there any uh, ability for people to sponsor you or anything with that? Yes, there is. How do they Both. do it?
0: So, if, well, if you jo- jump onto my social media, there's mm-hmm. a link there. They just click on that image um, or the link, and um, they can uh, donate from there. Excellent. So that would be fantastic. Or you can go directly to the uh, water aid. Website. However, it would be nice if you can go onto uh, my link, because that way I know who's donated, and we can keep track of it through the Rotary Club.
1: Right, well, moving on. um, I went to Bromley Rotary Club uh, last week, and we had a speaker, Sandy Bowden, who's in charge, I believe, of Bromley's University of the Third Age, uh, which basically is an organisation... For the princely sum, I think it's twenty pounds a year, uh, if I remember correctly. You join that, and you can either join literally uh, tens of local clubs to do with things like art and gardening and uh, just things you fancy doing, or set them up yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming back to the loneliness thing we mentioned with Asia mm-hmm. Cuthbert, and uh, hang on a minute, now I'll think about it. What week was it again? This week we're starting. What's that? Mental health. Started today, mental yeah. health awareness week. Know, so from the 9th to, yeah. to the 15th. 9th to the 15th. The theme is loneliness. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and therefore, University of Third Age, which is actually for people who uh, are principally retired, but it doesn't mean to say that they can't be young as well, mm. um, can join up and uh, take part in their activities or start their own. Okay. And, and they've got, I think, about a thousand mm. members in the area.
0: Really? Something like that. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, it kind of fluctuated. Covid was had a bit of an interesting impact on it. Uh, anyway, back to theatre. Theatre? Ma- hmm. Unless um, you want to no. buzz on something else. No, night? no, I'm,
0: I'm good. I'm, okay. I'm buzzing with the weather.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is nice and sunny today. It was beautiful gorgeous. yesterday as well. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and on a a more alarming front: a murderer t- is announced is about to go on for a week or so at the Bromley's Church or Theatre, starting uh, what well, the time of me us doing this uh, is tomorrow Tuesday night. Um, hang on a minute, what's that? The tenth. There we go. The tenth runs, I think, from the tenth to the and f- fifteenth or sixteenth of May, uh, and it's an Agatha Christie Who Done It, and she is the queen of Who Done It. Uh, Agatha Christie.
0: She's good old.
1: That's yeah. sick. By the way, I do like a joke, and uh, I was listening to uh, a BBC thing about a podcast they've got to do with when um, one of the wives and girlfriends of the England team uh, mm-hmm. was finding that private stuff of hers was getting out in the media and she didn't like it very much. Uh, and uh, she investigated by narrowing down the people she was telling stuff on a Facebook group. <laughs> oh, and, no! And planted <laughs> stuff um, in the end. Uh, and... Um, I can't. can't remember. It was Jamie Vardy's uh, wife, the footballer. Uh, either she was the person that did it, or she was the person that was the perpetrator. Anyway, that's kind of irrelevant. But the what they called they it was found the yeah. What they called the program is Waggith Christie. Waggith Christie.
0: <laughs> it's always got to have the wags in yeah, it, yeah, 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 doesn't I it? I thought, I
1: thought you'd like that. But anyway, uh-huh. now, murder is announced. Uh, we will have gone or. My wife and I will have gone, uh, because she's a whodunit lady, uh, tomorrow night. And either ourselves or the audience are about to say a few words about it. Okay. Right, the Bromley Buzz reviewing team tonight is the, uh, the wheel contingent, Darren and Jackie. Uh, I don't know about you, Jackie, I thought it was a really satisfying uh, Agatha Christie that reproved why she was
2: the Queen of crime. Yes, the play was um, done in the classic Agatha Christie t- tradition. Um, there were no s- real surprises for me as I'd actually read the book several times, which I really it. here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought the cast acted extremely well. My favourite character was Bunny, who played it very like a forgetful old aunt hmm. who. You realise becoming a bit of a burden. Thoroughly enjoyable, and the other actor that I particularly liked was the um, inspector, who really, was. Really, I agree
1: with you there. I thought he was fabulous.
2: Very good, Dina rather bumbling way.
1: Oh, I didn't think he bumbled, I thought he exuded competence, but that's what you get for two different views.
2: But my view was that he did bumble about a bit, and it was Miss Marple who was directing him towards the end conclusion.
1: Well, as I say, I think it was a proper Christie. What do we give this one out of five stars? Four. I'm going with five actually, I think it was that good. Particularly if you include the set, the sound, the music, um Yeah, proper Agatha
2: Christie. I think the set was well designed, Mm. and the costumes, and also I found that they actually, as I said, kept the true Agatha Christie tradition of it being of its time. Yes, it was a good 30s thing, wasn't it? They didn't try and modernise it or put extra bits in, they just put pure Agatha Christie.
1: Yes, it passes the Agatha Christie Tradition Police. It does. And with that, thank you from the Bromby Bus Podcast. Uh, murder was announced earlier on at the Churchill Theatre uh, and I am with an audience member called... Tracy. Uh, from?
2: From um, New Eltham.
1: Oh, well, thank you for coming down to the Churchill. What did you think of the show?
2: Um, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I knew the story and I've read the book so and I've also been in a play local amateur amateur dramatics and played a part which was some years ago but it was nice to see it again and I was mm-hmm. just saying to my daughter I remembered some of the lines <laughs> but yes really enjoyed it they did it very well. Uh,
1: any particular highlights amongst the cast?
2: Um, well I enjoyed playing watching the part that I'd played on, on the stage. What did you play? Philippa Haynes. <laughs> so yeah really good. So, yes, I'd recommend it.
1: Thank you very much. There. Right, would you like to do a bit of affirming before we move on? Yes,
0: yeah, so um, I would like to do uh, a bit of affirming. I like to affirm away. Now, this um, the question is actually related to uh, my last week's question mm. when I was talking about intuition of the gut. Mm-hmm. So this is taking it another step forward. So, here we go. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Are you thinking? Thinking cap on? Let me see your listening ears. Flap, 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 flap. Well done. Now I can see you're sitting upright. Good. Right, here we go. What could stop you from following your instinct? Now imagine what could be if you allowed yourself to follow your instinct. Mmm. So it's a real kind of in-depth one. So thinking about, you know, we were following our gut instincts about things, but now it's taken to the point where you think about, well, what could stop you from following your instinct? And you kind of, oh, I don't know, you know, this thing stopping you. And then you kind of have to take a step back and reflect and imagine it's the what could be, what if, you know, scenario. So what if you just allowed yourself to just follow that instinct? Uh, Darren's getting up. And he's come over and given me a huge hug. Oh, thank you. There, there we go. go. That,
1: that was what my instinct was telling me at this moment. In
0: that moment. <laughs> yeah. And um, lovely. I, I needed that. A um, nice warm
1: hug. Um, but in general terms, mm. of course, what we've got is starts with the law, which is what we believe that we should not do, or the rest of society believes that we should not do, if we're so minded. Uh, then you've got... Um, Convention mm-hmm. uh, and the, the religious or unreligious morals of the time, um, you know, notably Keir Starmer at the moment with his um, being investigated for his beer, uh, and uh, the Prime Minister trying to work out whether it's a good idea to stay as Prime Minister or, or not, after, uh, Yeah, party gate and all thing. that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and then little things like, um, oh, um, my instinct tells me to cross the road right now. Oh, hang on a minute, there's a car coming. Um <laughs> <laughs> and all sorts of choices, and the, the biggest one, actually, is probably the um, things like imposter syndrome, one of your mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mind, part of your mind, What um, I gave you the book, um, 30 Things I Love About Myself. Which is one of my buzzes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in that, it talks about the inner Susan, who tells you not what mm-hmm. to do and how rubbish you are. So, yes, a multi-layered question. And the thing about it is, though, for me, I think it's actually possibly one of your very best uh, question since we started because if you start thinking about the things that prevent you doing what is in your heart your instinct mm. then you can actually work which out which ones make sense
0: yeah and sometimes it's about going you know going backwards as well mm. and um you yeah, know just reversing it the thoughts rather than looking at it going forward and that's often what we do with um a lot of people's goal settings we ask them to vision what it's going to be like if they had x y and z and then work back to figure out the steps to get to where they they want to get but it was interesting because you when you were talking just now you said that you know the word to choose and choice and um the thing is right i'm, I'm going to pose this question do you believe that we always have a choice
1: oh that's a that's a tough one um pretty much yeah uh it may not be a good choice and it may be uh, there's there's things i was watching the good place a really great show on netflix last night And one of the things that they have there is the uh, tram scenario i can't oh, remember okay. exactly what it's called but i think it consists of you're like the conductor in a tram and you're in charge of the direction mm-hmm. and you have a choice it's going to kill people okay so, you've got a choice of it rounding a 50 got, group can, of people or, or a one. We're,
0: we're, we're buzzing this morning. Mm. We're not debuzzing.
1: We're depressing people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: no, 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 carry on. That, that, is that, tra- that tram has
1: working brakes and uh, uh, well, working in the No, but actually, carry on.
0: No, it's, it's, um, it's a good scenario. It, it is. It's about those choices. I believe that sometimes we may not have a choice and we have to make the choice mm. that's there, but we also have a choice not to make that choice. I think. Yeah. But we have to deal with the consequences, and the consequences may be that that's not what we want.
1: Yeah, and that's where being somewhat mindful about it mm. is, you know what, one of the things I say to people on social media is never a tweet or whatever social it is when drunk or angry, because that's the way to petition, that right? is, that's a real thing. Yes, that goes
0: back to the uh, telephone calls, don't, um, was it drink and dial? In mm, yeah. the old ones, you know, I've how many that. of us used to pick up the phone and dial our exes? Or <laughs> um,
1: that that one, at least, if you are making choices, don't do it. Don't do it in those circumstances.
0: No. Now, go. Can we go into the news? Are we allowed to go into the news? Um, not, um, not
1: exactly. I've got oh, a, a, so, an interview coming up.
0: Oh, okay. Go on. Go with the interview. Mm.
1: Uh, are you a LGBTQ plus listener? And if you are, are not, do you know people who are and might benefit from knowing a bit more about what's going on in Bromley for uh, those people? Mm. Uh, lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, Queer Plus. Uh, I have an interview with a worker from uh, the Metro charity that uh, helps people uh, who need help and need, need to know other people who are sharing their experience in mm. Bromley. Uh, and I'm really proud to be able to present it. And here it is. Good morning, Alex Thomas. Yes, you're one of the, in fact, you're the uh, one of the only people I know who's working with the LGBTQ plus community in the Bromley area. Uh, and it's very nice to have um, discovered you. Good morning.
3: Morning, Darren. Thanks for talking to me and yeah, just giving me an opportunity to let other people know a bit more about what we do.
1: And I'm sorry I've caught you on a morning when you're uh, a little bit um, not well and a, a bit croakier than usual. Uh, I myself have a cough lying in wait and uh, we have a man doing blowtorch activities next to my office even as we record. So yeah, off to a great start there.
3: I think it's I, I think now we're all going out and doing more things. We're, we're all catching the the other um, illnesses apart from COVID and our bodies are kind of getting used to them again. Um, yeah, that's something like I've definitely been seeing with um, in our groups and stuff, people just having like regular colds and things.
1: So I think the the very first place to start is, can you tell me a little bit about Metro Charity?
3: Yeah, sure. So um, Metro is based across London. So I'm a youth worker for... SNAP in Bromley, but we also have youth groups in Croydon, Greenwich, Bexley. Um, Apart from youth groups, the youth domain also um, offers one-to-one support. And we have a group just for trans young people, which is on Zoom. Then outside of youth, we have our mental health domain, where we offer free or low cost counseling. We have an HIV domain that does lots of community work around HIV. Um, we have our community domain which supports other community groups and have I forgotten the domain I have sexual health um, we have a sexual health domain and one of the things they do is go into schools and do talks around sexual health and encourage young people in schools to get tested or offer them the tests there as well.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to um, read out a little bit from the metrocharity.org.uk, Metro SNAP website at this point, um, about this service, it says. Metro SNAP is a group for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, non-binary, queer and questioning young people in Bromley. We meet every week. A safe space to meet other uh, people, um, get support and have fun. Usually have snacks and hang out together. Sometimes we talk about identity, relationships, and well-being. And there's a party with dancing at Christmas and live performances. We also go to the cinema, Pride in London and UK Black Pride. Who can use the service? You need to be aged between 16 and 25 and live in Bromley. You need also need to identify as LGBTQ or be questioning your sexuality or your gender identity. All our youth groups are free and confidential. Um, that actually gave rise to a question for me. And I think you partially answered it anyway, referring to other things. But if I'm not 16 to 25 in Bromley and I am LGBTQ+, what is there for me?
3: It's really difficult. Um, so there is another organization um, called Casper, Um which I do a little bit of work for um and is absolutely incredible um Casper are for people who are neurodiverse so that is a way of saying maybe you experience autism or ADHD but it's just a um neurodiverse is a slightly more inclusive term um and they run a group called prism for LGBT young people. Happens to be in the same place <laughs> as I run SNAP. Um, so it's, um, and they they can, we've had a little bit of crossover. We've run some events together. We did a really cool um, event for LGBT History Month together where we made patches and badges and watched a film. That was really awesome. Um, and if you are younger than 16 or older than 25 and you're diverse and LGBT, you can go to Casper, same deal, free, confidential, once a week. But um, outside of that, there isn't really anything in Bromley. It's a shame, but the, and I think Bromley isn't unique in this, that a lot of the assumption is you will go into central London, or this is a little bit of my own kind of, what's the word, like, my own kind of, like, um ranting point but apparently once you're over 25 you don't need these sorts of social spaces anymore which i disagree with um but yeah um if you were under um 16 in terms of what metro can do for you um our trans group on zoom Um, you could contact us about getting involved in that. Then in Croydon, we have um, an under-16s group. And in Bexley, we have an under-16s group. Um, There's, for trans young people, there is Gendered Intelligence that runs in Central London. Um, I know there's a group called All Sorts Youth Project. That's more based around Brighton and Sussex, but they go, um, they do under 16s. I think they go to as young as um, five, which is really unusual in terms of LGBT provision. Um, but in terms of Bromley, you, yeah, you're a little bit stuck, but I would encourage anybody, if you've got someone who's under 16, um, who, and you're living in Bromley and would like to come to something like SNAP, just get in touch with me anyway. And I will either send you a long, nice list of the things I just spoke about, or we'll see what we can do for you in terms of Metro. uh,
1: How would people get hold of you, Alex?
3: Um, You can email alex.thomas at metrocharity.org.uk. Or if um, you just go to um, Metro Charity's website and you see um, the Snap page on there, there'll be an email address at um,
1: the bottom of the page that you can email as well. There is um, some um, noticeable diversity in Bromley, I'm pleased to say, other than what I know of for you. Uh, I like, uh, for example, having come across the Bridge House Theatre in Penge. They have a very varied output and do uh, address some of these issues in that. And uh, also uh, on the neurodiverse stuff um, side. Uh, covered that as well. In fact, I'm meant to be introducing them to Casper, which I haven't got around to yet. Um, but a very broad question, but um, what do you think life is like for people who are uh, LGBTQ plus in Bromley? Uh, is it literally the case that, as you say, um, if you want to explore that identity, you're finding yourself having to go off to other places a lot of the time? particularly if you're not in the youth side, that can work with you so much?
3: I'll be honest with you. I don't live in Bromley. I live in Surrey. Um, mm. And a great thing about doing this role is I am getting to know Bromley a bit more. But I, um, my perspective is slightly just a bubble in terms of the 16 to 25-year-olds I work with. Um, but I do think the situation where I live is very, very similar to Bromley. Um Whereas, yeah, if you do want any sort of connection, you're going to central London. I think the thing is, um, a lot of the preconceptions are that if you say wanted to go to a youth group or you're, you're over 25, you want to go to a social group. Or even if you want to go to an LGBT plus specific event, that you might have some kind of problems or that you feel if you didn't go, to the LGBT plus space you would be discriminated against. And that is just not, does not have to be the case at all. Um, You can come, you can be just um, super confident, um, have loads of friends, not feel like you've got that many um, issues to work through and come to a youth group because they're just awesome places to connect to other people who you might not be meeting, who are the same as you in your life. And that's the same when you're an adult. I think sometimes you don't know you need LGBT spaces until you've given one a go and they can just be really lovely and empowering to be amongst other people who are like you and for you to be the norm in the room and not the, and not the different person in the room. And I could imagine that people living in Bromley and people living in in, in, like where I live, where, those spaces aren't available, you you may think that you just don't need them. Um and if if you've like had a think about and it's not for you, like that's all good. But um I think I think there is a lot of power to being in those spaces. And I think it's so positive for everyone to at least give one a go and see how they feel about it. For people who know they need them but struggle to access them. I, I can imagine that is very difficult. And I mean, for me living where I live, it, it gets, it really limits what I can attend in terms of time and in terms of cost as well. Um, and when you're um, still living at home, depending on how out you are to your family, that's so difficult if the only things you can attend are in central London that's so, so difficult. And I think that's partly why um, some um, youth provision after the pandemic, because we all moved on to Zoom, um, are keeping some of their groups online to be able to reach some people they wouldn't be able to reach previously.
1: All right, well, here's a a final question for you. Uh, I know that your groups have been a bit interrupted by your own health lately. Um, but obviously I've been going for a while and the Casper side has as well. Um, In terms of when you've been sitting down with or talking with the um, principally young people that you work with, tell me an upbeat story about one of their experiences that uh, you've heard from one of them lately, whether it's to do with something that um, you've helped them with or an experience in there with their family and their friends, their life, um, that uh, is just a, a cheerful thing. Because the Bromley Buzz podcast is about cheerful things, really.
3: So, um, I was talking to one of the young people recently about um, i about gender identity, and they were saying that they had come out to their friends as their gender, and that their friends had been really supportive. And they were what they were also quite pleased about is they felt that they had, um, it wasn't quite as nuanced as, oh, actually, I'm a man. They were sort of feeling a bit more fluid in their gender, a bit more non-binary in their gender. And their friends were really understanding of that, even though they couldn't put this very, they couldn't put like a black and white label on it. Their friends were still behind them and were still, um like listening and respecting who they were
1: and in some cases that would probably come to people as a surprise because it's a very big thing to break out of that
3: it's really it's it's like it's difficult for me sometimes to answer stuff about this because i only get to work with young people who a lot of the time who, who can access their group our groups who already do have a certain level of support um because it's very hard for them to find us when they don't and then i have what i read on the internet and it, it's hard to gauge how supported young people are we also i personally don't because we, we just don't do it in bromley but some of my colleagues do work in schools um and do um training to professionals and through that we get a little bit of an idea about what it's like in schools but um it i think it can just really really vary as to what people's experiences are um
1: yeah well to coin an old phrase we work with what we've got and one thing that we've got in bromley is the metro charity and yourself Uh, can you remind us of the website address in fact, I can remind us of the website address because I had That's it up there okay. earlier on. Uh, metrocharity.org.uk. Uh, and the bit I was reading from goes slash youth slash metro hyphen snap. So there we go. That's the, f- the full works.
3: If you want to find us on like Instagram or Twitter, it'll just be Metro Charity as well.
1: Oh, thank you. In that case, the Bromley Buzz will be off later on looking for you on there because I didn't realise you had it myself. Yeah. Cool. Alex tell me about what the meetings are like when um your community gets together what sort of stuff goes on and what do you talk about
3: we kind of update each other about what we've been doing um we talk about what we're interested in so lots of talks about video games about our pets um when we're on zoom my dog often makes an appearance and we talk about dogs she's made and she's made the odd appearance at the group as well um but she gets bored um and taps at the door to leave so she doesn't come on that that often um we sometimes talk about our gender sexuality we sometimes talk about current events a lot of the time we don't um I feel like if there was a little spy window into what we were doing you might think this doesn't seem very LGBT at all but it's not always about the content, it's about having a space where you can show up and know you're gonna be accepted or a space that you can show up and you know that your name and pronouns are gonna be respected. Um, I think that can be a bit of fear or mysticism, especially around trans kids or trans young people about what, what groups and organizations like mine are doing with them and really, we are just listening and affirming, and I'm never telling anyone who they are or who they're not. I'm just listening to what they're putting down. and Yeah, that is sort of the the best approach you can take. And I've had young people um say they were they were a gender. And then after an amount of time, be like, actually, I'm not that gender. And that's fine. We've got no interest in trying to get people to stick with something they've come out as. We just want people to feel comfortable and happy in who they are.
1: Thank you. And uh, one related question. What kind of dog you've got and what is it called?
3: Oh, she's called Kira. Um, She's just a bit of a mix of everything. She's from the RSPCA in Bristol. Um and yeah, she's she's a hit of the group. She's very like, she loves attention. She loves um, she loves the pats she gets and stuff. But I have seen she she goes, she's cheeky, she goes over the door and hits it. Cause um uh, after a while, she's like, Alex, we're not doing the thing. Can we leave, please? Um, but yeah, she's lovely.
1: Thank you for telling me about your dog of character. <laughs> Right. Well, thank you very much for this time you've given us on a bank holiday.
3: No worries. Thanks for having me. Okay. Do you know what? That is um,
0: something that you probably need more of within the London Borough of Bromley. Bromley.
2: There's not a lot of it, um... There's
0: not. And I, I don't think I've ever come across a place, whether it's uh, a gathering, a social gathering or a place for people to come and talk, for support. I'm sure there are, but I've not come across one and or seen it visu- visibly, sorry, visibly
1: well, like, with out visibly l- l- And luck, it would be
0: important to have that.
1: With luck, um, you'll be able to accompany me and go to one of the meetings that Alex was talking about.
0: Oh, well, that would be fantastic, because yeah. actually I am also looking for a uh, few people to come onto my Mindset Matters radio show to talk about... The experiences in life and where they're fitting in in society how are they doing it you know the positive changes what still needs to come all of these kind of experiences to share so that'd be really good
1: yeah uh, that's another area of um uh, stigma that you're talking about mm. just judging by the amount of footballers that come out and there's one simple measure
0: yeah, footballers, uh, rugby know. players, cricketers. That's mm. uh, yeah, it goes on. Right, I spotted this this morning, mm-hmm. and he is dishy. If it's that, if that's what you're going to be talking about, okay. go on, the Doctor Who.
1: Oh uh, yeah, okay, yes. This is national and international news, of course. Mm. Uh, and I'm normally I can do quite well on pronunciation, but I'm at risk here. But Nakuti uh, Gatwa is the new time timer taking over from JP Whitaker as Doctor Who, yeah. uh, and. Uh, I have Doctor Who fans uh, in my family, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got the thumbs up from us.
0: Yeah, he's out there um, quite a lot. He's an executive coach. Oh,
1: and, I knew that.
0: Yeah, in, he's also uh, an international global speaker for didn't TEDx. Know
1: I know that he um, has background from Rwanda. Uh, that he's mm-hmm. Scottish, mm-hmm. and that he played a Great particularly X. fine part as a gay person, incidentally. In the show of sex education on Netflix, which I greatly enjoyed,
0: I've still not seen
1: that. Maybe I need to watch that. It's uh, yeah, it's, it, it can what? be a bit mi- yeah, a bit mixed because it's kind of set uh, an American high school in in England, so it's a bit bit weird in that sense. Mm. But it does go through a lot of issues, which I think you'd be interested mm. in. And he really has to act in that because all sorts of things he does um, in there uh, are quite challenging. But he also plays a person who's Actually, full of joy. Fantastic! uh, Look forward to that. Um, Yeah. Uh, One other thing that uh, did the other day, which I thought I'd mention, um, I'll show you this. This is the Nightingale Cafe at Biggin Hill Memorial Museum.
0: Oh, really? Cool. um,
1: Ration book, uh, which is actually a loyalty card for when you buy coffees and things there, and and you get stamped with a silhouette of a Spitfire on it. And I got three stamps at the weekend. because so I went to their farmer's market, Lovely, which is what a great idea. Mm. Mm. It was really nice. And uh, you know, I like the Memorial Museum. That's where I saw Ziggy Shipper, who was mentioned earlier mm-hmm. on, the Holocaust Survivor. And I have their programme here of events. Uh, some of them chocks away this May half term, it says. Um, you know, Saturday 28th May to the 5th of June, drop-in sessions, 11am to 3pm, included with museum admission. Uh, so Saturday, twenty eighth May, nineteen forty, street party with music, entertainment, and games. Twenty uh, ninth May, make your own bunting and celebration flags. Uh, Tuesday, thirty first, paint and take airfix day. You can do some modelling, but not the kind of modelling that we normally would talk about. Wednesday, first of June. Meet Peggy, our 1940s land gardener, and learn all about the role of the women's land army in World War II, and make your own World War II garden hat, and find rhubarb in a Sounds very backpack.
0: interesting.
1: 2nd of June, uh, make your own Spitfire Jubilee celebration hat, Friday, 3rd June, closed. <coughs> Saturday, 4th of June, plant vegetables in our Dig for Victory garden, presumably the rhubarb's at place, and create your own seed bomb, that's interesting. And Sunday, fifth of June, plant vegetables and antique for Victory Garden, and again create your own seed bomb if you're not tired of it from the day before. Uh, mm. So there you are. That's what they've got coming up. For more information, please con- contact Katie, uh, director at bhmn.org.uk. and that's for the uh, the uh, the garden event itself, the farmers market. Um, I bought. her... Um, a lovely little thing, which I'm not showing you at this stage, but it's a crochet item. You know I'm fond of my crochet. Uh, from made by Karen, who is on Facebook. Uh, a rather lovely Sri Lanka, I think it was, flavored um, flavour kit from Uk, who have a foot in Beckenham. And some other bits and pieces, and very nice it was too. Right, back on uh, to other things.
0: Brilliant. Um, well, what else course we've got... So, uh, Ripley's Arts Centre, they have a monthly newsletter coming out, but um, the May edition is not out, but they have some amazing things that go on there. So, I mean, they do things like uh, life-drawing classes on weekdays. Uh, they've got Code Ninja Bromley. Um, so I'm wondering what that is. That sounds really interesting. Code Ninjas Bromley. Could that be to do with computing? I don't Coding?
1: know. I if, if it is, um, they should mm. go and do a... A night out at the uh, Code Show, which is the Bromley Little Theatre thing, it's not called Code Show, I can't remember mm-hmm. what it is called, but they've got something about the life of and Turing, mm-hmm. the place, Thank starting you. on the 1st of July.
0: Yeah, they, and they do things like, obviously, uh, right up my street, the yoga, breathing, relaxation classes, movement in mind Pilates, so move better, feel better, live better, all that kind of thing, Pilates is wonderful, I love it. Mm. I used to teach Pilates a long time ago, yes very long time ago really great for posture you're a woman of
1: hidden depths I am but this is is the Ripley Arts Centre in Bromley yeah and
0: if you want to find out more information Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to www.bromleyarts.com or you can even email them directly at enquiries at com. and yeah definitely um, just Sorry, I'm reading as I'm speaking. I can't multitask anymore, must (laughs) be my age. But they've got, you know, they had a lovely um, arts exhibition last um, last month through Daniel Kenny, Daniel's homeland in Israel where he's painted and he trained as a graphic designer. Then they had Hugh Henderson. He was um, a self-taught artist Mm -hmm. and he had been painting and drawing since his childhood. And when he was only 14 years old, he held his first exhibition in his hometown, and his most recent was here um, last month at the Ripley's Art Centre. Very talented.
1: Well, another little artistic outbreak in Bromley has attracted 3.4 million views on TikTok. I do wonder about TikTok, I I keep wondering whether whether, whether the 3.4 million views are all bots or something. But anyway, let's set aside my cynicism. Uh, a pair, of, a video of a pair of people dancing on the pavement in Bromley with traffic passing by, has gone viral. Posted by Lil G One, uh, that's L I L G E E E One on TikTok three years, uh, shows a male and female dancing to Bruno Mars' "24k Magic" on the pavement between two roads in Bromley High Street. I
0: that. Yes, that was interesting.
1: And the man mm. can be heard chanting, "Mr. UK TikTok Official." Why would he do this? And repeats <coughs> this when asked what his TikTok handle is. But there you go, a bit of fun for the podcast.
0: But well, it's nice to have that. So what have we got in terms of spotted on social and what's on? Well,
1: I spotted a, um, a picture from Crofton Roman Villa relating to the 15th of May. And uh, the caption went, Come and visit the villa for free on Sunday 15th May to help celebrate the launch of Archaeology on the Front Line, a new book by Dr Brian Philp, who... Is resident there? Um, Well, not exactly. It's not uh, you know totally up to date in terms of um, being a extant um, structure anymore. The old villa; it's got a a new building over it. But anyway, signed copies available at Crofton Villa, and I think it rather focuses on archaeology in Kent as well as there. So yeah, so
0: definitely worth uh, a wander across. Yeah, it's Sorry, true. I lost my words there. Hmm. But um, I didn't even know that existed, as I mentioned before last time, so it's great to have something like that so close to our doorstep.
1: Yeah, indeed, right bang next to Orpington Broadway Station. Yep. Uh, right, and what else have we got? Chris
0: Matters surgery, what's this? Yes, I referred to
1: that earlier on, the yep. Chislehurst Matters party, known more abruptly on uh, Instagram as Chis Matters, or at, right. uh, have their surgery then on the 14th of May. Uh, the 22nd of May, we have the FA Trophy final between Bromley FC and Wrexham. And
0: you're on the uh, Romans. Romans. Go on. I uh, yes, Roman more
1: Romans. Uh, yes, I like to roam all, all over the place. Uh, right, 22nd of May uh, also. Uh, Keston Roman tombs, I've been there actually on a previous one, open day, uh, that's at Western Road in Keston, 11am to 4pm, again free, a rare chance to visit these large tombs, part of the Roman cemetery in use from about AD 180 to uh, 250. Um, the large masonry tombs or mausolea uh, must have been for members of the family living in the nearby villa. Adjacent garden open with tea, coffee, and cake on the terrace, which I must admit I find even more tempting. Uh, That's the only
0: reason why
1: you're going down there. Yeah, uh, well, I probably well, won't. I might be There is pedestrian access only, parking at Keston Ponds Field Road, funds raised for motor neurone disease. Uh, telephone 01689 email crofton.roman.villa at gmail.com Then we come on to the 2nd of June, Beacon Nighting Ceremony at Crystal Palace Park. Do you want to cover the uh, description of the next one?
0: Sure. Give you a bit of a break. Mm. (laughs) Uh, So from the 3rd to the 11th of June, the prisoner of the 2nd Avenue Bromley Little Theatre in Bromley, Mel Edison has definitely had better days. The summer heat is unbearable. The air con is on the blink. The noisy neighbours are driving him crazy. His high-stress job is about to vanish and the television news is getting weirder by the second. Luckily, Edna, his loving and supportive wife, is a beacon of hope and sanity, but not for long. So, that sounds intriguing.
1: This sounds a little bit like um, a going postal type um, film there was uh, a few, quite a lot of years ago now with American that. <laughs> went and picked up some guns mm. and basically tried to shoot some people yep. where, uh, who stood in the way of him giving a present to his daughter. Do
0: you know what? That actually, um, reading that reminded me of um, a TV program where oh, what's it? has got what's his name in it? Oh, I can't remember. I can see his face. Don't you hate it when that happens? You see the face, yeah, but you don't know the, same the name. Same thing with the film. I just and he gets um, um, accused of killing his wife, mm. but he hasn't, ah. or he has, we don't know.
1: Right, here's a question for you. Who's the American married to Catherine Zeta-Jones, the actress, famous movie actor out there?
0: Oh, that's what's his name. Um, oh, I see his face again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, we're as bad as each other today. Right, I'd like you to do it's, the other. He's one. got the
0: brothers, isn't
1: he? He may have brothers, yep. I know. But if you can do the next one, I want to hear you say the words alfresco. So that's what I'm saying. So you go. Ahead. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> 5th of June, your com street party on East Street for just one day. We'll be closing East Street to vehicles, live music and dance representing the seven decades that Her Majesty has been on the throne. Food vendors, al fresco, dining, and special jubilee offers from Bromley businesses will make your Bromley street party to one to remember. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. There's so much happening. Um, I don't know how we're going to buzz about it all.
1: I don't know but I'd like to go to it. We we yeah. like East street anyway. It's got um, uh, Cafe Forty or whatever it's called. Grace, Grace 40. Forty yeah, which is a, a particularly nice it's got place and got various Food, areas food down Yeah, there. you've yeah. got
0: uh, Copper Ceylon, you've got the um cow and mm. pig, we have got, got a wonderful so new refurbished yeah, UT, yeah. our favourite oh, bubble tea. Yeah, should we get
1: some today? Yeah, let's get hey, some. Yeah, UT Bromley, here but we it, come. It
0: opens at eleven, so we've got about twenty five 25 minutes to get there.
1: Well, we're almost at the end.
0: We're almost at the end. Right, and finally, Mm. and this is going to be great for you as well, so from the 1st to the 31st of July, Bromley Arts Festival.
1: Yep, which is uh, a Mm. uh, (laughs) smorgasbord of everything that's going on in the arts in Bromley for a whole month of July. And um, I'm a bit of an arts pod, as can be told by the output of this podcast, so I can't wait.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right, so I think we need to be signing off. Are we signing off with a special buzz or are we just going to buzz like beautiful bees oh, on a summer's beautiful
1: day? Oh, beautiful bees. Yes, let's do that one.
0: Z- um, what? I need to interrupt. Go on. We're going to be signing out with... with what? You are... I
1: am what? Darren Weel. Darren Wheel. Oh, of course, I am. <laughs> was and will be Darren Real of Injuring PR with my beloved co host,
0: Zinat Narani of Fida de Coaching. And here we go.
1: I was trying to do a bit of Vaughan Williams
0: there. I noticed.